I'm Brianna McHenry. And I'm Stephanie Delaporta. And we are your guides for the When in Bloom podcast. Join us weekly as we include tips, tricks, and alignment tools that support us on our personal journeys. Bringing you back to the knowing that you have all that you need within you to bloom. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today on our newest episode. Today, we have Pamela of Conscious Indulgence joining us today, and we are so excited. She really inspires people to live and indulge in their life, but doing it in a conscious way. She's joining us today to share her story of how she's been able to reach a more conscious way of indulging in her everyday life. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm so excited. (laughs) Hi, Pamela. I'm so excited to finally meet you. Brianna's told me so much about you. So I am quite excited for this episode. Thank you, Stephanie. Yes, I've heard so much about you uh, both as well. So I'm really looking forward to sharing uh, my experience and my spiritual journey with you guys. Hoping to inspire people all around. (laughs) Yes, and your story is so, so inspiring. I would love it if you could share it with us. Yes, well, where do I begin? So just a little bit about me and uh, my spiritual awakening kind of started at an early age. Um, I always knew uh, that I I never felt alone when I was by myself (laughs) in my room at night or just, you know, just anywhere. I always felt that I was surrounded by some sort of energy Um, I could feel other people's energy. I remember sitting in class and just really enjoying my favorite teacher's energy and um, it's just having empathy for people and just kind of observing how people were around me and how they were reacting and people's emotions and things like that. So I really didn't know what it was when I was younger, but it's how I remember feeling all the time. And um, and I guess I was really sensitive also to um, to frightening things, things that that scared me as well. So I could also feel the heavier energies that people had or situations that had a heavy energy. And I also felt looking back that I was intuitive in some way because I could um, sense things that were going to happen and I would have dreams of things that I couldn't explain. Um, Again, being so young, I just really didn't know what it was. So I just felt different. And I had friends, but I felt alone. And I felt kind of weird. I just felt like I was an alien of some sort. (laughs) And I couldn't really understand what it was. But now I do. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm sure so many people can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think most of us do. I mean, people that are on this path. So that kind of um, was always there, but it it kind of fell away uh, during my teen years. I suppose I was um, just getting to know myself and understanding, you know, what it is that um, I was doing in life. And when I look back, I don't really, I don't remember being there. (laughs) I don't remember being present 
I, sometimes I look back and I think, where, where was I? Like, where was the person making the decisions in my life? Like, I just felt like I wasn't there looking back. It's all just kind of like a blur. And I, I, I realized how, um, there was one common theme though, in my whole life. And that was the need to be free of any sort of, um, restriction or commitment, (laughs) um, anything that felt like it was holding me down for too long, um, was just, uh, it felt very, very restrictive to me and I felt trapped. So needless to say, I was, you know, the rebellious one of the family. I always was in trouble at school, at home. I did everything against the rules. I fought the rules. I fought the teachers. Everything was just no, no, no. I will do not consent. (laughs) And, um, and I was adventurous and free spirited too. I mean, I loved doing all the things that you weren't supposed to do. I got caught shoplifting when I was 16. Um, just because I felt like doing it, I never did it again. I learned my lesson, <laughs> you know, but I got into drinking and I got into um, some drugs, just, you know, light things like marijuana and, and things like that, like, you know, most teenagers because I enjoyed the altered state that it brought me into. And so this is what my, what my goal was, was to always find myself in these altered states because that's where I um, felt mm, more connected to myself in these altered states. And it's where I felt I was like truly myself. I was being my true self. But of course, that doesn't last very long. It gets you into trouble in grade 10. (laughs) So this is where uh, this is where I met um, the love of my life. I I call him to this day the love of my life because he he still is, even though he's gone. Um, So I'll get into that. But when I was 16 and just first semester of, you know, first class of the second semester in grade 10, uh, this boy walked into my classroom and I knew that I was going to be with him. Uh, some, like a voice literally said to me, oh, there you are. Like, there he is. And I was, I didn't understand what that meant, but I said, I'm going to be with this, with this guy. Like, I just knew it. And, um, and so we ended up being together and he was my first, he was my first love and he was my first everything. And I was just head head over heels in love with him. And he was with me too. And we were just insanely in love and inseparable um, for a year and a half. And then one day I received um, an invite to go to the movies from another boy that I worked with. And I accepted for some reason. And and I never went, but I figured, um, you know, why not? Um, and he came to find out my boyfriend found out and he broke up with me and I was just devastated. And to this day, I, well, now I do understand, but I didn't understand for a very long time why I did that to him. I loved him so much. And now I understand it's because I just always had this need to be free, right? Like just never belong to anyone (laughs) and just, you know, be able to, to do my own thing. And it's almost like, um, a detachment from everything that's on earth. Yeah. That's, that's the the most I can say about it right now is just feeling detached from anything that's earthly. 
And as a matter of fact, just, I, I know I'm, I'm spirit, I'm going back and forth here, but even just having children for me was never a, a thing that I wanted. I never wanted to have children because I knew deep down inside from a very young age that the world was uh, a, a difficult place to raise children and that it was going to be very hard for them. And I didn't want to worry about that. I, I didn't want to have anything to do with, uh, with that. And I knew that I just wanted to be free of any kind of responsibility um, in raising a child in, in, in a world that was corrupted. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was me not wanting to attach myself to anything. I know that now. Um, so just going back, uh, we, my ex and I spent 10 years basically on and off doing this dance for 10 years into our thirties, uh, on and off, you know, just wanting to be with each other. The timing was always off. Uh, he got into a, a depressed state and, um, and I lost track of him and I heard through friends that he was in a, in a bad place and I couldn't get a hold of him, but I was dreaming about him all the time. I dreamt about him on just a regular basis and it was always bad dreams. They were always dreams of him reaching out to me and wanting to, to get my attention, but I could never reach him. And I would, I would turn around and he would be gone or he would be literally unreachable in my dream. And I knew he was in trouble. So I knew this from a very, from a very, for a very long time. And, uh, I, um, Along in those 10 years, I, I went in and out of other relationships and then I eventually um, let go. I had to release the thought of ever being with him again because I, it just seemed impossible. And so along the way, I um, met my husband, um, who was really the only person I felt that um, could replace him. And I felt that we were like soulmates because when I met him, I remember meeting him and it was like we knew each other. We, he was very familiar to me. I knew him from somewhere, and although I had never met him. And when our eyes locked, <laughs> this sounds really incredible, but I literally felt like I saw like thunderbolts of like lightning. I just saw, that's what I saw when I met him. I saw like little like thunderbolts and a deep recognition that this person was meant to be in my life. And he was the only person that really replaced that void that I was feeling for my, my first love. And so um, I was immediately attracted and our energies were intense. And at that time, I had a one-way ticket to Italy and um, because I wanted to leave. And I had approached my first love and said, you know, I'm going to Italy and the only reason I'll stay is for you. And he said, you should go because I can't fulfill, you know, what you want from me. And I said, okay. So um, literally after that happened, I met my ex-husband and we connected. I still went to Italy, but after three months I came back because I really wanted to pursue this relationship. And so I came back to Canada and uh, we, we started our relationship, but it started off on a really rocky shaky ground because there was all kinds of red flags like every single place I looked there was a red flag and I ignored it completely and although my soul was screaming and my soul was like what are you doing this is a big no in every way possible 
um, you should uh, reconsider. And, and I didn't, I didn't listen to myself and um, I wasn't confident enough in myself. I didn't know who I was yet. And so I just went along for the ride and, you know, months turned into years and years, you know, and, and it just kept going for like 20 years, you know, we ended up getting married. But in that time, uh, it was it wasn't all horrible because I numbed myself with drugs and alcohol, and um, my soul was screaming and kicking inside of me, and I just I silenced it with with you know substances, and you know we're talking you know alcohol and hard drugs. You know I I was I was doing cocaine for probably three four years, and it's where I felt my happiest because. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel anything, but it just made everything worse too. I left that relationship after seven years because Reiki was introduced into my life. So the re- the way that Reiki was introduced was I wanted to go to a bed and breakfast to get away from this relationship for a weekend and figure my stuff out. So I went to this bed and breakfast and it was the most magical weekend I've ever experienced Um, it turned out everybody canceled that was supposed to be there. So it was literally just myself and the owner who catered to me for the whole weekend in this beautiful wooden cabin in the woods. And she gave me Reiki and we did some other therapies that really helped me. And, you know, to make a long story short with Reiki is my grandmother visited me during my Reiki session because the, she told me that my grandmother was there and then I had an experience And my mother, when I got back, she told me that she had a dream of my grandmother that pretty much depicted the experience that I was having over the weekend that my mother had no idea about. So, you know, that was just validation for me that my grandmother really was there and watching over me. And um, I'll never forget that. So I was like, yeah, I need to know what this Reiki is. So I started, uh, I took one, two and master, you know, like all within like six months. And I was just high on Reiki. Like the energy that it gave me was you could not replace, no substance could replace that feeling, right? Because it was just, it was an overall sense of euphoria all the time. Um, and I was just immersed in this feeling and I thought, oh, this is what I've been, this is what I know to be true my whole life. Like, this is what I've been searching for. And so I needed to go through all of that yuckiness, right. To, to understand what it was, um, that I was really looking for in life and the substances weren't, weren't it. And I knew that um, the person I was with was just uh, not a good influence for me at the time. It was just feeding a fire because there is a a part of me that is dark. I I have this dark side that that can be really um, fearful and um, and, uh, and, and, and negative and, um, and mean. Like there were times where a monster literally came out of me. and, and I didn't like it, but I knew it was just, it was there. Right. So the Reiki was the first thing. So that gave me the courage to finally leave the relationship. And, um, because at that point I was just vibrating so high that my partner, he was just so low. Like it was just so, so low that there was, there was nothing I could do to, to go back there. Um, so I, um, 
I left. So it was seven years into the relationship and I moved to Italy. So out of nowhere, all of a sudden, I got this job on a Norwegian cruise line ship and I had this itinerary in front of me and I was going to start a whole new life. You know, I always wanted to be a travel um like a, a flight attendant, because we traveled so much when we were young. My parents moved around a lot. So I was born in Italy, and then we lived in Vancouver, and then we went back to Italy, and we just traveled all the time. But while I was there, I was still out of my comfort zone and afraid. So I leaned on my ex at that time now, like he was now my ex, because I left him for comfort and support, um, because he was like a security blanket. And um, I ended up, he ended up coming to Italy and proposing to me and I accepted his proposal, but my soul was screaming and kicking inside of me and saying, what are you doing? Are you crazy? You know, it was just, and again, I said yes, because I felt bad that he had come all this way and, you know, we had this history and, you know, might as well. And I was scared to walk into this big unknown. And, um, I said, yes, just out of like pure fear. And so, uh, I, I lied to myself once again for a while and, and came back to Canada and, and was married. And for the initial few months, I was okay because I felt like, you know, I was still on this little, high, you know, oh, you're married and, you know, things are looking different. But then soon enough, things started to crumble because I lost my way again. I just, you know, I was, um, I just lost sight of things once again, and I got into that rut. And so I was like, okay, I know that there's something bigger to this picture. I know that there's something bigger to, to my life and that this is not it. So I'm still, I still need to understand what, what I, what that is. And so um, inside I was, I was really struggling to, to still, to go after that and make more of my life. I received a phone call one day uh, from a friend, a mutual friend. Um, and she told me that my, my ex-boyfriend from high school had passed away and he had fallen from a building and it was an accident. And, um, and I was devastated because I knew that that was happening actually, because the night that he died, I had a dream that he was falling and I saw his face blurry in front of me and he was calling out my name. And the night he died, I remember feeling very, very restless and uncomfortable. And I, I couldn't, um, I was driving around aimlessly. I was on my way to a yoga class and, and I thought, no, that's not it either. Where do I want to go? I can't figure out where I'm going. I just felt really, uh, I had no idea what I was doing because I was preoccupied with something. My soul knew that something was, was happening and I didn't, and it was dark. It was something very dark and unsettling. And that was the night that he died. And that was the night I had the dream that he died. And, um, I was very sad, obviously. And, um, and so I, I was able to go to his funeral and, and all of those things. And I found out from his relatives that he was trying to contact me months before, but didn't have a phone number. So he was trying to reach out to me. And those are the dreams that I was having of him reaching out to me. And so um, I felt really guilty about that. I felt, I felt that I wasn't there for him, you know? Um, so I, uh, I, um, I became pregnant two days after he died. 
So uh, well, let me rephrase that two weeks after I found out that I was pregnant, but he was the conceive the, the conceiving happened uh, two nights after he died because it, it was on a, a new year's Eve night. And um, I was very sad and I just didn't care really about what I was doing in that moment with my husband and, um, and, and it happened. And so I, um, I found out that I was pregnant two weeks later um, we went to a hotel room uh, to celebrate my husband's birthday and the hotel was empty. There was literally two cars outside. It was just after New Year's and there was a snowstorm and there was nobody at this hotel. And I had just found out that day that I was pregnant and I was waiting to tell my husband that night. And we walked our suitcases up to the fourth floor and we stood in front of the door and I noticed that the door was my ex's, my, my, my high school sweetheart. It was his birthday date, like the numbers that make up his birthday. And this number follows me around everywhere. And at the moment I saw that, I knew that he was with me because out of all the rooms that were vacant, you know, we just happened to receive that one. So when I went to bed that night, I had a dream that I saw him walking along a sidewalk holding a little boy's hand. And I'll never forget it. Like, it's just very clear. I could see him walking, holding a little toddler's hand. You know, he was maybe two, three years old. And I knew I was having a boy. And I just felt it. I thought, I'm having a boy. There's no doubt about it. I'm having a boy. And I never thought about any girl names or anything. I just knew I was having a boy. And my son validated that because when he was around three years old, we were having dinner and he just nonchalantly says to me, mommy, I chose you to be my mom. And I said, yeah, okay. Cause you know, I believe we all choose, you know, our lives and our parents. And I said, yeah. And he says, yeah. He says, because I saw you from heaven on the sidewalk and he literally described my dream, you know, and he, you know, the sidewalk part was what got me. And I almost like choked on my food. Right. <laughs> and I wanted to ask him so many questions, but he just didn't have any answers. You know, it was almost like he just said it and then just moved on to the next thing. You know, he just, you know, just, um, and, and my son always spoke to me with these strange things. He would, he would say things to me at a very young age that, weren't really like a child's vocabulary. And I remember one moment he, he held my face and looked at me and said, mom, your face is so beautiful. It has so much detail. I feel like I could look at you all day. And then he let go of my face and I cried my eyes out in that moment. Cause I'm like, what, who was that? Because that wasn't my son. And then he almost came, it's almost like he came out of a trance and he said to me, I don't know why I said that. He didn't even know why he said that. It's like he was taken over. So I've had more than one experience. Like he did that when he was around eight years old. So he remembers it a little bit more. But when he was much younger, he would call me things that he would never call me. He'd call me like these little nicknames and things like that. And I don't know where they came from. And um, so my son, I feel was a very, very much a gift. Um, I feel like my, my ex-boyfriend knew that I was um, getting into a life that was leading me down the wrong path once again. And my son just kind of like put a stop to all of that. 
and, and, and it keeps going, right? Because I was always after that. And after I separated from my husband, I, I felt like my son was in my way sometimes. That's horrible to say, but I felt that he was in my way because I'm like, I didn't sign on for this. I knew I didn't. And now I'm responsible for this child. And I just want to like do whatever I want. And now I can't. And I resented my son for that. And, and it would show because he, I mean, I love him to death, but I, I felt like inside of me, I had this guilt because I knew that somewhere deep inside, I felt this way. And what kind of mother feel, feels like that? You know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the guilt trip we give ourselves. Like what kind of mom feels like her kids are, are like, you know, in their way. And a lot of moms do feel that way and they leave their kids behind. They do. But, but, you know, this is how I was feeling. And, um, and I got over that. I got over that thanks to the pandemic, believe it or not. Like this whole pandemic has been more of a blessing to me than anything in my life. I know I'm going back and forth, but even while I was married, I, um, I, I, I received my yoga certification and that was just another journey that I took to strengthen me. So that's what I, I eventually left my husband because of all these journeys that I was taking these internal journeys, like yoga is just, you know, obviously it's not just about learning postures. It's really about going inside and, and it's deep you, you just, the movement and the breath and, and everything that yoga stands for is what you're learning. And, um, and it's really eye-opening. And once you, once you're, once you're on that journey, it's not like you're just taking the classes, you're taking these classes, learning about yoga, and then you go home and you forget about it. Right. It's, 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 that's it. It's part of your life. It's in your life. It's in, it's once you see something, you can't not see it. And, and so this, this constant nagging was inside of me, like, please, please. It was, it was begging me to, to acknowledge it. And, and I was constantly being called to do, go on these journeys. So first it was the Reiki, then it was the yoga. And then that made me stronger. And then the final thing was um, my health coaching. Um, so I, I had my son at this point and, you know, um, we were having difficult times still not getting along my husband and I just because we were just two different, very different people. That's all. I, and, and I, and I don't want to bash him because he's, he's a good person. He's a good person. He has a good heart. I don't know if I'll ever really be happy with anyone, to be honest, till this day. Like, I don't know if I ever want to be in a relationship because um, I just, I like to, I like to explore and I like to have, you know, I think that we can love more than one person, to be honest. Um, you know, you can, there's, people are different in all sorts of ways. So um I think it's, it's completely possible to, to love a lot of people all at once. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing about being conscious and indulging in life. And it's not just about food or, you know, exercise or anything like that. I'm talking about everything. Like you can literally indulge in all of life, like everything that life has to offer in a conscious way. And I've come to that realization with everything. So now I 
if I want to have, uh, you know, some wine, I do. And it's just in a conscious way. I'm not trying to, you know, fill a void because I feel whole without, without all of that. So I don't need any of that to make myself feel better about anything. Cause I feel good on my own. Um, so I guess what, what the whole thing is, is that spirituality and just getting to know myself really is the medicine, right? It's the medicine for everything. If, if everyone can just understand what, what makes them tick. Like, so now I'm coming to that understanding and I'm not lying to myself anymore because I was trying to put myself in a box as far as even relationships go. Like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to sample this person, you know, but am I, am I going to block myself from finding true love? You know, if I'm spending time with somebody who's not going to give me a relationship, you know, so, and we deny ourselves of like these pleasures because we think that's what it means, right? Like society says we need to have a relationship in order to be happy and it needs to look like this. And that's just not true. Um, for some people it is right. But that's the whole point is getting to know yourself. You have to know who you are in order to understand, you know, what you stand for and, and what you're willing to accept and what your boundaries are um, in life. Your story is so like beautiful to me. Like I <laughs> love listening to it because you find like so much light and literally like the darkest of moments and like when you explain those moments that feel so like deep in the mud you can bring so much light to them and I think that's so beautiful showing like when you're moving through something it can seem really challenging but like it's, it's not always challenging and another thing I realized while you were talking is of all of the external sources that you were looking for. So you're trying to fill like that void of yourself with anything other than yourself. And then as soon as you stepped into like that role in that space of like, okay, something within me, like with the Reiki and the yoga, I, I am obsessed with Reiki. Like <laughs> I, it is amazing. Um, and then you even said too, like, it's all about those internal journeys and like finding how you can take something and turn it inward for yourself. Do you have uh, like any favorite uh, like tips or things to do when you're like experiencing something external and you want to try and kind of like switch it and find like that wholeness from within? This is not really a spiritual thing. However, it kind of ties in because spirituality took me so far. But then during the pandemic, the pandemic was really fascinating to me. And it still is because I'm, we're still going through this whole thing. Um, I lost my job during the pandemic. And I, I think I, I really wanted that, I think, deep, deep inside because I was having struggles with my son. He was a little angry at me because, you know, of the whole family situation, you know, and um, I felt that he showed that he showed that to me in different ways, like as far as anger was concerned. So I felt like I was losing him. I and I was rushing off to work every day for a job that I really didn't, you know, I wasn't I'm not passionate about working in an office, right. But it's like what brings the money home, right. Um, and just rushing, 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 and I never had time to do anything. And I was being 
um, you know, I, I wasn't, I felt like I was losing myself again, right? That, that whole like rat race. And I was meditating, I meditate on a daily basis and I, and I meditate and I speak to, you know, my, my angels. And I always have a conversation with Archangel Michael. He's my favorite. And, and um, he's, he's, you know, he's helped me so much. And I was like, I need more time. I need time. I need more time. That's all I kept saying was, I need time. I need time. I need time. Please give me time, right? I didn't know how that was going to show up for me, right? Mm -hmm. I had no idea. And then all of a sudden, I lost my job and my son was home with me and I had all this time. And I was like, oh, because I sat home for a couple of months and I felt guilty. I actually felt guilty because I'm like, am I supposed to be panicking right now like everybody else is? Because I'm not, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I just didn't feel like I was part of that narrative. I felt like I was in this bubble and I wasn't being affected. I was like, I was like protected. And I was like, should I, should I not be this way? Like, am I doing, am I like insensitive? Like, and then during a meditation, I, one day it came to me, it was like, no, hello, this is your gift. This is what you wanted. You sat and asked for time and now you have it. So don't feel yeah. guilty. Guilty is the most most energy draining, worthless feeling that you could ever feel because it does nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Guilt, guilt and worry are absolutely useless. So, and they're like a mind, they're a mind fuck. Can I say that? Of course. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, yeah. Oh my God. And I got all emotional and I started crying during mm -hmm. my meditation. I was like, Oh my God, because I just kept receiving this big, huge download. Like, this is it. This is your time. This is your gift. So use it. And, and, and it's okay. Just indulge in it. Just whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. And then at that point we were being, you know, compensated from the government and I was able to stay home and still kind of, you know, pay my bills and all that and still be paid. Cause we were just laid off. But then we completely lost our jobs, right? So then at this point, I'm I'm I've completely lost my job. I can't keep up with my mortgage payments. I need to sell my house. So that's what I, I did. I sold my house. But so this is where I want to go back. So I was introduced, so it's no coincidence because there's no such thing as coincidences. I was introduced to something called reality transurfing. I was part of this group. Facebook, have you heard? I was part of a reality transurfing. Oh yeah. my god, I love oh it. My a little god. scary, but I love. I feel like I'm in it right now, where everything is collapsed, and so like, I'm in that scary part of it. Yeah, it's it's not scary though. What it is is like it, it, again, it came into my life at this point where I was like, oh, because spirituality, like I said, it was taking me to a certain point, right? But there was something that was missing. It was something was missing. Cause I'm like, it felt a little fluffy. Like everything was a little fluffy. Like I'm like law of attraction. Okay. Like, uh, Abraham Hicks was great. You know, you listening to the whole vortex thing and, you know, just trusting yourself and all these kinds of things. But, and my intuition like has, has just grown like over the past two years, I've just become this now, now I feel like I'm a manifestation like monster right now. Yeah because of my intuition, because I trust myself so much that as soon as something doesn't feel aligned with me, I drop it like a hot potato. Like it's just, nope, I don't want anything to do with it. Whether it's, you know, uh, you know, whatever it is, it could, it could be a person, a relationship, a friendship, uh, you know, a job, uh, an offer, like whatever. 
I'll, you know, if it doesn't feel good, my intuition says, no, I listen to my intuition now with no qualms because I will never ignore my inner voice again because mm-hmm. you know, I've ignored her for too long. And I, I promised that I would never, ever, 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 ever do that to myself again. So now I just trust myself and I've been, it's just proven right. Like just trusting yourself is, is the key, right? So transurfing came into my life and it turns everything on its head. Everything that we go by, that we think we know, reality transurfing turns it around, right? And it's basically, it's, it's not even creating your reality. It's aligning with the reality that already exists. Mm-hmm. So that you can take part in it. So it's almost like a new reality seeps into this one and then the old one goes away. So it's already there. You just have to hop on that track. So this is what really made a difference for me. So reality transurfing was easy for me to comprehend because I feel like I've been doing that my whole life, but I just needed the principles to, to really like help me along with it. Cause I was like, cause I understood the book and some people don't, some people need to, you know, have it translated because they don't understand it. But I felt that it was really easy for me to grasp. I guess I just comprehended it in a certain way. And I was able to just put it to use immediately, all the principles. And so selling my home was like an executive decision I made. And I was like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Here I am. I'm in a better place than I was. And I, me and my son have a like amazing relationship. We're like a friggin' team, you know, and he, yeah. he's like, we're like best friends. <laughs> it's so amazing. You know why? Because I intended to have a certain reality and I'm creating it. And then every time I think that I'm not doing it right, I sit for a moment and I say, wait a second. Cause it's like, I sit down and I say, oh, this is, this is what I intend to have. And then I realize I'm like, but wait, I already have that. Like I already have it and you don't realize, right? You're asking for something that you already have. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then that's where the gratitude comes in, right? The gratitude where you're like, oh my God, I am so grateful because I'm literally living the thing that I want. And then it only gets better because if you live that over and over and over again, you're constantly creating a reality that you want. And so you're not in that lack mode ever. Mm-hmm. And learning how to take everything as an advantage is another principle that is quite amazing because if you see everything, like people set an intention. So the reality transurfing isn't about setting like, oh, I wish, I desire, I hope for. No, it's an intention and you set it and you work towards that intention by moving towards it. But you don't know how you're going to get there. You just know that your outcome wants to be this, right? Mm-hmm. So you move towards that. And in the meantime, the universe, which is the outer intention, as they call it, um, brings opportunities, starts opening doors for you to get there. But what people don't realize is that there are going to be things that come in the way. But to you, it might seem like a disadvantage. You know, something happens along the way that's like not favorable. And you're like, oh man, why did that happen to me? Like, forget it. And then you give up. But no, you have to look at that as an advantage and say, oh, this happened because it, it, you know, this needs to happen to get me to my intention. So I'll embrace it. Thank you. And you take it as an advantage. And if you live your life this way, you'll never lose and you'll get to your goal. You'll get to your intention. So 
I think it's a really powerful tool, reality transurfing. And if you're, if you, if you have spirituality and then you incorporate your transurfing, it's, it's, they're very powerful together. Um, because it's more like a quantum physics thing, right? And it's more yeah. like putting yourself, like you you quantum leap onto these other timelines. So what's happening right now in the world, right? Um, I want to put myself out there and fight for my freedoms and fight for my son's freedoms. And I want to do all of this stuff. And then I took a step back and I'm like, hold on a second. I'm playing into the narrative. I'm playing into that script. And I can create a reality where none of this exists. Because only recently I started to fight because for the past 18 months, I was just sitting around and doing my own thing. I went on, Mm -hmm. you know, some vacations, you know, this summer with my son and, you know, I've, um, I've done stuff and I've been happy. I've been, I've seen my family, my family doesn't discriminate against me. You know, some people are, you know, some people aren't, some people are, and I don't care if you do or you don't, you know, it doesn't matter, but I've had a great, great you know, a year and a half. So it really is about creating, creating the life that you want to see for yourself. And that unfolds in front of you. The, the world is just a reflection, right. Of, of, of you. So if you're out there portraying goodness and kindness and, and positivity, then that's, what's going to be in your life. So yeah. Do I want to fight? Mm, yeah, I guess. Uh, not really. I'm not a, I'm not a combative person. Um, but I can live my life in a way that supports, um, you know, that supports positivity and high frequency. And then, you know, that's, what's going to happen around me. So, um, I can support a cause, but I don't have to be like in the front, you know, I don't have to be at the front lines, you know, fighting it. Yeah. So. I totally agree with that. <laughs> And I think with all of the spirituality that I've had (laughs) in the past, like everything has just kind of led up to what we're doing now, right? Is that we're, we are, we're trying to find ways, you know, we're, we're holding the light. We're being, we're being the light for a lot of people right now and, and, and creating like a, a path as well for people that, that want to follow because there are going to be more, there, there will be more of us. There will be more people um, coming to these conclusions as well. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time. I think it's not going to be a sprint, right? It's like a marathon. It's just kind of slow process. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, but I believe in, I believe in humanity and the, and, and I believe that the light is so strong that it's going to, it's going to like, it's going to change everything. We just need to go through some shitty things first. (laughs) Yeah, we're at the point where it's like everything, where everything is crumbling. Where, so we're yeah. like, oh, this it's, we're at the upside down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty yeah, much. that's how I feel. I feel like, um, what was that movie with uh, there was um, like the, the two worlds and they were they were just up, upside down. There was a movie inversion or something like that. That was with yeah, um, but it's literally a science fiction movie. And and what I what helps me too is. When I look around me and I see everything is just like a movie, we're literally, when you look around, like everybody is playing a role. 
everyone's playing a role right now in 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 what they need to do so we need to have the 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 tire the tyranny or you know and the tyrant that's like you know dictating and stuff in order to wake people up in order for people to just get so pissed off that eventually you know there has to be you know something has to happen right but we need that to have that so everything it needs to happen in the way it's happening I said something similar, not like a few weeks ago to my partner, the same thing. Um, I'm trying to think of so, I had so many questions before. There's so much to unpack. <laughs> like what you said, I'm, cause I've been sitting here pretty silent. So I'm like, I have so much, so many things to ask you. Um, but I just want to say that I do relate to what you were talking about earlier to that need to be free. Um, it's, it's funny because I didn't know you before coming on this podcast, but after you spoke, it's like, there was a parallel between us where <laughs> no, seriously, because that's been pretty much most of my life. The opposite of that was that I never acted on it. I was like the, the one who stifled those, those feelings. Um, and I could definitely relate to when you said there's a darkness inside of you too. I can, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio through and through. So I've had to face a lot of things on with myself. So I totally, <laughs> totally understand that. Yeah. Um, and Sorry. that's a water sign too. Water sign. I'm a Pisces. So. Oh yeah. I've got a lot of Pisces too. Cancer. <laughs> I've got all the water. So yeah. <laughs> I'm a Pisces. Oh, are you? Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Like I, I, um, I just love how the past year and a half has unfolded because sometimes I just feel moments of like pure euphoria in these times. Like I really do. I feel like I, I, I'm so happy because my son, like I've had moments of realizations with my son where it's like, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be who I am right now. He was just, you know, and I had to work through that resentment, right? That stupid resentment that was eating me up. And I actually was part of a spiritual group for a couple of years and um, they did a few retreats. And in one of the retreats, they, they, they did a, like a mushroom ceremony, you know? So we just went on like a six hour trip and <laughs> I was given a whole bunch of messages, you know, like understandings, you know, about who my son is to me and why he's here. And that was really fascinating because um, I was shown that, it was it was strange because throughout the whole session, throughout the whole journey, um, I did two of them. My first one wasn't very good. It was it was a little bit disturbing because I, I didn't know what to expect and I was resisting and I was afraid. Mm -hmm. But I tried it again and I went into it with a different intention and more of an understanding. So my second my second journey was actually quite wonderful and it was very much surrounded around my son. But I went in scared to death of the answer I was going to get because I wanted to, my intention was to understand why my son was here. And I was afraid to face it in my journey. And I was really, really frightened. I was really scared, but I wanted to know answers. And so the answer I received basically, and it was, and it wasn't even a direct answer. It was like, it was, it was, I'll tell you what it was. So throughout the whole journey, while I was on this trip, I felt a presence around me, um, just a presence. There was like something that was there watching over me, um, just constantly there, like a, like a, like an angel or something, or just this presence that was constantly there beside me. Like I wasn't by myself and, um, 
towards like the end or the middle or wherever that was, I started thinking about my son because I was like, okay, I want to know now I'm ready. Okay. Give it to me. Give it to me now. What's going on? What do I need to know? You know, like, and then all of a sudden I was given the message. And again, you don't know how you're hearing these messages. It's just, you just know, right. It just comes to you. And the message was that the energy I was feeling around me as somebody watching over me was my son. So he wasn't there, but he was, I don't even know. It was crazy. Like, and, and, and I, and I was like, Oh my God, my son is my angel. And he's constantly, and he is, he is. And, and when I think back on all of the things that he said to me, you know, through those weird trance, like states that he was in giving me these, you know, messages of, you know, love and calling me these names, like these, these little nicknames and, and saying things to me. Um, I was like, yeah, that, that feels right to me. Like it feels, and the way he was given to me, like I lost somebody I loved so much and I saw them together in heaven. And then my son is here, you know, and, and I know that there was some sort of, you know, some sort of collaboration up there, you know, that, that took place to bring me this child. Right. And, um, and I think that's the thing. And, and, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of um, the law of one with raw. So they talk about a group of people, souls that are the wanderers. And have you heard about the wanderers? No. So the wanderers are, are the souls that are here and they, um, they pretty much describe myself. I resonate with, with it because they are um, souls that come here to wander. Basically, they just want to wander. They, they want to experience all of these different things. And that's been my life. I have dabbled in so many different things. I've had so many jobs, so many different things. Oh, I want to do this. Okay. Now I want to do this now. And I've been ridiculed and mocked. And even like my ex-husband would be like, can you just stick to something? Like, you don't know what you want. And I'm like, no, because I don't want anything for a long period of time. I just want to like play. I just want to play with a bunch of stuff. Why do I need to like be an expert at something? Why can't I just do everything? So I find that I still do that. And now I'm finally, I'm okay with it. Cause I used to think there was something wrong with me. I used to think like, oh my God, I'm so inconsistent. Like I'm such a flake. But that's not the case. I just, that's who I am. I like to experience a lot of different things and I want to, I want to travel and I want to see this and I want to meet people and I want to explore it. Like, that's just my whole life is I'm like a gypsy. I have the soul of a gypsy and the wanderers don't want to be attached to anything on earth because they don't want to have karma. They don't want to have to be stuck to something here. And so wanderers don't want children. So a lot of people that don't want children are considered to be wanderers, like in this case, because having children ties you to earth, right? And, and so for me, and I mean, and when they do have children, they're very resistant to them and they resent their children. And it's like, they can't, they have a hard time because now their purpose of being here has been disrupted. So this is, this is how I see it. And I agree with that. However, it's also a lesson and it's a challenge, right? So now 
if I do resonate with being a wanderer and I have this child, what does that mean? That I'm just going to abandon him? Like, no, right. I am going to, uh, you know, figure this out. Like I'm going to, it's an, it's just a lesson. It's just another lesson of the soul that is now going to help me evolve, help me discover who I am, help me discover because that's what we're doing here, right? It's a school. We're just learning. We're just learning everything. And, and if we can look at life that way, then I think that we can understand a lot about ourselves and other people. I really feel like you described me and my husband, like I had never heard of that term before, but a lot of what you said completely resonated with me. I'm living a very untraditional life as well. Well, considered untraditional by society standards. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm living in a bus right now. That's not really a traditional thing to do, but that's why I was like, I loved it when I saw you. Cause I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you live there? Because I actually, this is something right, right now with everything happening in the world. If it was just me, I would have been like in Mexico on the beach right now, not giving a shit about anything, right? Honestly, because I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to, you know, bounce around wherever I can and just, you know, don't worry about anything. But I have my child, right? So, or I would be living in an RV. Like I, I would totally, I have money that I could use to buy, um, you know, an RV right now, but I have nowhere to park it. I have no land. I would be tripping around the country, you know. Um, I would bring my son with me, but you see, I still have his father as, as a person to, as the attachment, right? So again, I have restrictions and it's frustrating, but again, all of these things just help you to evolve. Okay, how can I live out? So, so again, with the reality transurfing, right? Creating a life. So I know where I see myself. I see what, um, in terms of how I want to be feeling, what I want to be surrounded with. So knowing how I'm going to get there is not the is not my problem. They use the mm-hmm. analogy of when you get in a car and you want to go to a place, you don't worry about how the engine is going to work to get you there. You don't care about that, right? It's not about that. It's just, you know, your car is going to take you there. So this is kind of the same thing, right? Imagine where you want to be and just place yourself there and don't worry about how you're going to get there. Just, you know, um, be aware of your surroundings and what you want to surround yourself with, and then you'll eventually get there. So if that means, you know, I see myself really happy and, you know, in a, in, in a setting where my son is, you know, happy and everybody's abundant and healthy and, you know, then that's all I care about. And that's it. So, um, I think I was doing that with, I hadn't heard that before, but I think I did that because I, we lived in Ontario and we literally packed up our car, our van and moved everything to BC. I'm now in BC. So that we wanted to be near the ocean. And I kid you not, Pamela, everything fell into place. We went to an Airbnb without knowing where we were going to live for the next year or so at the Airbnb, they ended up having an apartment, the perfect apartment for us on the property. It's, I can see the ocean from where I am right now. Like it's, it's incredible. So I think you actually bringing that term into my awareness. I didn't even realize I was pretty much doing that. Yeah. You're a transurfer. Yeah. You're a transurfer, baby. That's what it is. I mean, and, and that's why I'm saying like, I, I, I felt like I was always doing that my whole life. Like I'm, I've always been, yes, I went against my intuition a lot when it came to my, you know, my relationship and things like that. 
but I, it was always there. Like it, 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 and I, and I always did things like very, um, a little bit impulsively, like, and a little bit reckless, right. Because, um, I didn't take the time. I didn't know myself enough to, to trust everything that I was doing. So I just did things on an impulse, but there's a difference when you're, you're making conscious decisions, right? So that's why my whole practice is conscious indulgence once again, because, you know, um, I I don't believe in depriving ourselves of anything, right. And always following like what you feel like doing, but it's important to be conscious that you're doing it. So, um, one of my clients, she wanted to lose 20 pounds before her wedding. So what I did was we didn't even talk about diet or weight or anything like that. We just made subtle changes to her lifestyle and the things that how she was thinking about things, how her energy was around her relationship and everything. And all of a sudden the weight just came off without her even trying. Like it just happened, right? Because she was just surrounded by, you know, um, um, what am I trying to say? She was just surrounded by, um, the, 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 the reality that she wanted in her life. Like she kept opening, like doors, which just kept opening for her without her even realizing it. And, and, and the weight was just dropping because she was, um, in a different energy. She was in, she was already changing like lifelines. So, um, I don't know if that, um, that depicted exactly what I was trying to say, but, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. And I totally understand that. And you speak, you've spoken, or sorry, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I'm like, that's not even a word. You speak it. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> sorry. I'm like, I was like, sometimes, you know, when you get in a flow, it's like, it, yeah, it totally didn't even make sense. It made sense in my head. <laughs> you've talked about intuition so much. And when I went on your website, there's one quote that really stood out to me that you have. And it says, as soon as you trust yourself, you will know how to live. And I think that that completely sums up our conversation because that's exactly what I feel when, as you've been talking, and I'm just wondering if you have any processes for people to, I guess, for them to recognize what, you know, the voice of their intuition, um, as opposed to like the voice of their mind, if that makes Mm. sense. Like, how do you, how do you get to the point of acting from your intuition? (sighs) a loaded one. You know what? Um, I am a huge advocate of meditation because meditation is, you don't like people are, people are, have a hard time meditating. Oh, I can't meditate, but it, it doesn't mean you don't have to sit in like a, you know, in, in a position and, you know, with your, you know, chanting ohms and things like that. You don't need to do that. It's just a matter of just sitting for five minutes and just feeling your breath, like listening to your breath and just calming the whole, you know, system down. And then that's when you can hear yourself. You need those moments of silence to hear yourself. Even, you know, if walking in the woods is your form of meditation, that's fine. Washing the dishes can be a form of meditation, right? Mm -hmm. Just being aware of your thoughts and, and how things are affecting you. Um, it's, it is a process really. It is. It's not something that happens overnight. You know, people, people give courses on how to tap into your intuition because it really is a process and you need, I feel like you need to fail so many times before you finally start trusting yourself because that that's, that's what it is at the end of the day. It's like trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. I, I, 
you know, I tried to do things a certain way, trying to fool myself, really. You know, you tell yourself stories like, oh, I'm doing this because, you know, and your mind is like, it's it's all your mind telling you that you need to do something. But then I, I think it just comes from your heart. Like your intuition is really your heart. If you feel good, if something gives you a good feeling, right, then it's something to be explored, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. know, see, you know, like depending on the situation, right? Like if it's a, if it's a big decision that you're making, you know, feel it out. Think of scenarios associated with that and see how it makes you feel, right? Um, if it makes you feel excited and enthused and, you know, uh, like an overall good feeling, like jittery, but in a good way, you know, then, then that's a good sign. Right. But if you're doing something that your mind is trying to convince you of, and you play out scenarios in your head, like, okay, uh, this job, do I really resonate with this job? Am I taking, am I doing this for the right reasons? Like I'm just using an example, right. Or you're in a relationship or, you know, you've been asked to go somewhere, just sit with it. Right. Instead of making like a decision and saying yes or no right away, this is how you can play with it. Like just sit with yourself and say, okay, I'm at this place right now. And how does it feel? Put yourself there, right? Put yourself in the actual situation and feel it. It Does, do, do you feel good being there, right? Actually physically put yourself there, like energetically put yourself there and see how you feel. Your heart will let you know. You'll know because we have this inner awareness. It's there. It's our compass. And it'll tell you, but people are just quick to, you know, make decisions on a whim and they make decisions based on fear, right? Because, you know, I made a decision last week, for example, that I needed an income. And so I took a job and I resisted it so much. I was dreading going back to work. I'm thinking this is not going to, this doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel good. I don't feel like I should be working in an office anymore, but I need some sort of income. Let me rephrase that. I don't really need an income. Not yet. I'm still okay. Right. So I can get by, but I was like, okay, I should, I probably should go back to work. Right. That's the responsible thing to do. And I lasted three days and then they stuck me in a room to file some papers. And I look, and I was listening to my headset. I was listening to uh, Florence Scovel Shin. She's a new thought author. She's she's passed now, but she's along the same lines as like Neville Goddard, Alan Watts, uh, the the new thought authors. And she talks about the the game of life and how to play it. And it was an audiobook, and she was basically, you know, in my head while I'm doing this filing that's meaningless. Like, did I just go back 30 years? Cause I remember I was doing this like an hour in my twenties, you know? And, and I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Well, how am I playing the game of life? I'm not, I am totally doing this against my will. I don't want to be here. Um, I, I don't want to be here. So I left, like I literally went back to my desk. I picked up my purse and I said, I'm leaving. And I walked out and they never saw me again. That is amazing. Right? Like I was like three days there. I was like, I'm out. Like my time was wasted there. My energy was wasted there. It's not what I want. Right. My heart was like, 
it was again, shaking me. It was like, I was like back in my relationship that I didn't want to be in. And I was ignoring myself and I was being yelled at from within. I was like, hello in here. Yeah. Right. Oh, and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. And it's so beautiful that you're listening. I always say one of the things that I like in my mind, I always say is like, your soul knows the way. Yeah. So like if you oh, just yeah. let the soul lead and you follow, like everything is carried for you and your soul was like, uh-uh, don't do this. Mm-mm, you don't want to yeah, do exactly. this. And it's the same with everything, right? Like even getting into, you know, connections with, you know, with men, with relationships, you know, I've, uh, I've, I've met a few men like in, you know, the past year and, you know, you soon discover like what just, what doesn't fit with you. Right. And you, you don't waste any time, you know, you don't, you don't waste anyone's time, not yours, not theirs. And it's just like, yeah, you know what? Mm. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just how it is. And you honor yourself, right? You honor yourself because you have to put yourself first. Like even my relationship with my son, I have boundaries, right? I have boundaries with him. And the whole reason that I wanted to, by leaving my marriage, because it was toxic, like the, 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 the communication between us was very, very, very toxic. And my son was, was being exposed to that. And I could already see a future of, you know, just not very nice things. And so that was another huge reason that I left because I wanted to raise my son in a different energy. And I knew that I could do that for him. Um, and his journey with his dad right now is, is his journey, right? I'm not involved in it anymore. And I mean, I am to a certain degree because we co-parent um, and we do, you know, share, you know, how to parent our child together. Um, And sometimes we don't see eye to eye, but the beautiful thing about it is that now my son is older, he's 12 years old and he sees the, the difference between his father and I, and he sees how different we are. And he'll probably ask himself in 10 years, like, how did you guys even, you know, get together because you're completely different people. And he sees he sees how I am with him. And then he has the other side. So I feel that energy too. Like when he spends a week with his father and then he comes home with me, it's almost like I have to like re rework him, (laughs) you know, because he has this whole other frequency on him. And I'm just like, okay, let's just bring that down, you know? And then I have to, and then he settles into my energy, which is, which is very different. So I'm grateful for that because, and with my son, I just lead by example, really is all I do. I don't force him to do anything or see things my way or anything like that. I just, I just lead by example and hopefully, you know, he'll just fall into that. And he sees more and more. He sees me meditate. He sees the kind of people that I hang out with. He sees the kinds of causes that I, that I am all about and things like that. So, you know, he actually um, emailed me last, uh, texted me last night and said, can you send me some information that I can show my friend, you know, about everything that's happening because he wants to be, you know, uh, you know, some sort of positive influence, right. On a friend that is, you know, weighing out options right now. So, um, you know, and that's, and that's amazing. So that's, that's, that's what I want to do. And, and I want to be that for my son. And, it, and I even told him the other day, I said, you know, you know, honey, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be standing up for a cause right now. And I wouldn't be caring about 
you know, maybe even being a light for other people, but I'm doing it because of him, because of his future and for his generation, you know, and that's why we're here. So everything that has happened in my life, I have no regrets. I don't think I made any mistakes. I think I did everything exactly how it was planned to be for me. And, and I'm just rolling with the punches, literally like everything that comes to me, I'm like, okay, what's this teaching me now? You know, and that's what I've come to now. Now it's like, okay, now, now what am I doing with this piece of information? It's constant. And then you find yourself evolving more and more and more and understanding more and more and more. And it's just, it's constant. So it's never just like a, it's true. It's not a destination. It's, it's a journey. Everything is just a journey and we're learning. And hopefully we can be better people and make a difference for even just one person. Like if I can make a difference for one person, that is like the most fulfilling thing for me and sharing my story or maybe, you know, somebody's inspired by it. Maybe somebody found themselves in the same situation. You know, we all kind of have same things happen to us sometimes, same circumstances, right? And, and what I want to say to women out there, my whole coaching practice, um, you know, it's about health and life and everything and, and conscious and, and awareness-based coaching. But really, I wanted to be geared towards women because it's so important to recognize the toxic things <laughs> that, that come up and to recognize those things and to always just be true to yourself and to listen to your heart. You know, I tell my son this all the time follow your heart. It's not just a fluffy thing that we say. It's, it's the, it's the truth. If your heart tells you no, then you listen to that and trust that whatever alternative you go to is going to have your back, right? Because the universe, it always conspires for us. It's never against us, never. And we essentially create all the problems. There is no problems. We just create them right? We make things so difficult for ourselves. If we were to just trust ourselves and listen to our hearts, then we could free ourselves of so many problems and just never listen to what outside sources say. You should always listen to yourself. Yeah. That's so important. Your heart is that eternal compass. Like, yeah, exactly. Guiding the way. Yeah. yeah. Wow, Pamela, this has been so, like such a beautiful um, experience, and I'm so honored that you were able to share your story with us. And I know that there are plenty of people who can relate to all of the little nuggets that you shared. You, I feel like we could like dive into like your story and make like like 12 episodes out of it because there's so much in it, and. <laughs> I was wondering how can people connect with you? So then that way they can go right to the source and get some more information and connect with you there. Yeah. So I think the easiest thing would be, um, so on Facebook, I'm conscious indulgence and, uh, there on my page, you can find, uh, my link to my website. And that's pretty much all the information. Yeah, it's it's very easy. And I'm also on Instagram. I'm I'm more on Facebook than Instagram, but I do have an Instagram um, page. <laughs> <laughs> and it's again, it's called actually, it's not conscious indulgence. It's called treat yourself to life. And that's kind of like my hashtag because treat yourself to life. 
is just that, just treating yourself to all of life's, you know, beautiful things without feeling guilty, (sighs) just trusting Mm -hmm. yourself. So um, yeah, but uh, conscious indulgence, that's who I am. We will link all of those in the show notes for all of the listeners to make it easier to find you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. This has been so eye-opening for me on so many levels. I feel like I have to go in and do research on all these different terms that you mentioned and wander (laughs) by raw. Like, I feel like I have homework now. Like my soul has some homework to do. (laughs) Yeah. I took so many notes. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you everyone for joining us in this conversation. We hope you really enjoyed this connection as much as we all did. And feel free to reach out to any of us if you have any questions or any shares or just are looking for a community to be a part of. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you.